Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. First Samuel chapter two. We're going to start a brand new teaching series called the law of honor. The law of honor. The law of honor. And I want to teach on about the honor. Well, the lack of honor that is in the church towards God, the lack of honor and the purpose of honor unto God. So 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, and this child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. I don't know if you know the background of that, Samuel. Remember his mother, Hannah, prayed for God to have a man child. And she had Samuel and she dedicated Samuel uh, unto the Lord. And uh, Eli, who was the priest or the pastor of that church at the time, uh, God was uh, displeased with Eli. And he was raising Samuel up to replace Eli because uh, Eli was allowing all kind of disorder in the church. Eli had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, and in the church, they was running a, uh, a sex trafficking ring. <laughs> See, all you, gotta, all, you gotta, all you gotta do is go into the Bible and you can find all kinds of stuff that we can relate to now. You know, and, and, and in the church, his sons was running a sex trafficking ring. So God, how many of y'all know that's, that, that ain't good with God, all right? Shouldn't have no sex trafficking ring going in the church, all right? So Hophni and Phinehas, who were Eli's uh, son, they was doing that, and Eli did not deal with them. He did not establish order. He did not honor God. Okay, so we pick it up here, First uh, Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, 27. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt and Pharaoh's house? And did I cho choose him out of all of the tribe of Israel to be my priest? to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me. And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offerings, which I have commanded in my habitation. Now, go back to verse 28. Go back to verse 27. It says, there came a man, of, a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, thus said the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father 
when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house. So we need to answer this question. And the answer is what? Yes. Verse 28. And did I choose him out of all the tribe of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? The answer to that question is yes. And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire and of the children of Israel? The answer to that question is yes. Verse 29. Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation? And honorest thy sons above me. Now, here God is speaking to Eli, all the things that God did for Eli, because Eli honored God. And whenever we honor God, God will honor you. But now he says here that now Eli has honored thy sons above me. My wife and I, for years of ministry, we have seen people who came into the ministry. They, they got saved. They got a hold of the word. Uh, God anointed them for ministry. And they honored their children above God. They honored. They gave more attention to their children than they did unto God. And we have watched them lose their ministry. We have watched them lose their calling. We have watched them uh, be out of the will of God. We have even watched them, some not even going to church, even as, as of today, because they honor their children above God. How many Christian parents honor their children above God instead of honoring God? Because the church really don't have an understanding of the law of honor. And God is very serious about honor. Uh, let me share something with you real quick. Something that you need, you know, we always talk about certain things and phrases we need to get out of our, our communicating. And the Holy Spirit quickened to me this today that we need to get this out of uh, our communication. You know how we always say, especially when it comes to the homosexual community and all that, you know, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. That's incorrect. Book of Malachi, verse chapter one, verse one and two, God talks about Jacob, I love. Esau, I hated. What was it about Esau that God hated? Esau was a, was a sinner. There is a difference between a sinner and a wicked person. God hates wicked people. A sinner, they are in sinners are individuals who are who are lost, who don't don't know God, they haven't been ministered to, they are they are still in their sin. 
wicked people come up with plans, purposes, devices, intentional things that are wicked to come against God. So it's not that we hate the sin and love the sinner. We're supposed to hate what God hates. And the scripture said, God, Jacob, I love, Esau, I hate. Why? Because from Esau lineage is where we get the Edomites or the Sodomites or the homosexuals. So it's something about homosexuality God hates. Why? Why is that? Because homosexuality, lesbianism, is a form of worship. It is a form of dishonor to God. And we as the average Christian, we really don't understand Bible teaching, understanding of the word honor. And God is very serious when it comes to honor. So he, he says here, he tells Eli, he did all that for Eli, but he said, but now, Eli, you honor thy son, sons above me, Hophni and Phinehas, those are his two sons that was running the sex trafficking ring in the church. He honored those boys higher than God. Then he said, to make yourselves fat with the chiefs of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. This is what God said. This is how you honor. He's telling Eli, this is how you honor God. He said, I, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So God said, they that honor me, I shall honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So we know the whole, the whole story about Eli. Uh, uh, they took the Ark of the Covenant and they told Eli. And Eli was so engorged with, with, with food and stuff. He was, you know, he was a big, hefty guy. And when he heard of that, he fell off his, uh, out of the chair and broke his neck. And he was out of business. Why is that? Because he didn't honor God. So Samuel came on the scene. All right. And Samuel was the prophet of Israel. Samuel was the set person or the point man that stayed hooked up with God. The Bible said that Samuel was such an awesome prophet that every words that Samuel spoke did not fall to the ground. That means whatever Samuel said, it was a done deal. And so sometimes the, people, uh, the children of Israel, they would fear where uh, they would be fearful when Samuel would show up because they knew Samuel had a word from the Lord. All right, Samuel met business. So Samuel, he replaced Eli. When it comes to honor or dishonor, behind every Eli, there is a Samuel. Behind every dishonor, there is someone who is 
honoring God. So you have to understand that when it comes to in, in the ministry, that if you practice dishonor, God has someone who practice honor that will replace you. Just like behind every Saul, King Saul, there's a David. King Saul was very dishonorable unto God, whereas David was very honorable unto God. So the law of honor is about advancing the kingdom of God. In that first Samuel chapter two, go to verse 26. Please, thank you. Uh, it says, and the child Samuel grew on and was in favor with, with both with the Lord and also with men. When a man or woman of God or a child of God walks in honor unto God, there is always favor on their lives. Now, I got to establish some things because, you know, we sometimes we hear things, we get a little confused or some things. Favor is not grace. Because we have heard when it comes to grace, grace is unmerited favor. No, favor is not grace. If you study the Old Testament, you'll never see no one in the Old Testament walked in grace. They walked in favor. Why is that? Because in John chapter 1, it says, grace came by Jesus Christ. So grace didn't come until Christ came on the scene. But in the Old Testament, they walked in favor. Favor was in the Old Testament. Now, let me define grace and favor to you. Um, you know, religion kind of just leaves grace an unmerited favor. <laughs> they just kind of like to throw that out there and like, and put a period on it and that's it. But it's more to, there's more to just unmerited favor because there's a difference between grace and favor. Grace is, which is a New Testament concept. It was never found in the Old Testament. Grace is God's ability gift for you to live in the functions and gifts and calling. I'll say it again. It is God's ability gift for you to live in the function, gifts, and calling. In the New Testament, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 says there's a five-fold ministry grip. Right now, I am walking in the grace of God as being a pastor of this church. God's grace, his gift, his ability gift is on my life to cause me to function, to walk in the gifts and the calling as a pastor, as one of the five-fold ministry gifts, Okay. Being a pastor or being a call to the five-month ministry, it is not a natural or a secular education. It's a gift from God. All right? So you really can't, when it comes to the kingdom of God, you really can't just go to school and say, I want to become a pastor if God has not graced you for that. Because if you have that kind of mindset, I just go to school and become a pastor, 
and you're not graced by God, then when the devil comes and eats you for lunch, because <laughs> you don't have God's grace on your life to function in this calling, then he's going to take you out because your education is not going to be enough. We need the grace of God. All right? So that's great. God will grace a man to function in his gifts, this calling, this call, calling as a pastor. God's grace. I'm telling you, it's God's grace has to be there. You know, that's why I teach uh, my leadership. Don't be so quick to get here if God has not graced you to be here. Because if you try to get here and God has not graced you to be there, then the enemy will take you out. And I've seen so many people who have tried to get in that position. You know, really, I never, I never really wanted to be a pastor, really. Because, yeah, you know, if a person who really wants to be a pastor, they really don't understand the gift and calling of being a pastor. Because you got to deal with people's mess and garbage and people coming against you, attacking you. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they want to be a pastor or get in mission because they see, uh, uh, anniversary services <laughs> and celebration time. They see all the favor that God puts on them because God has graced them. You know, they see all that and they like, oh, that's what I want to be. You know, I, you know, and if God ain't gracious to do that, you don't see all the other garbage that you have to go through. All right. And everybody wants to be a first lady, too. I want to be a first lady. No, you don't. If God ain't call you, you don't, you, don't, you don't want it. I mean, you may look at all the favor and blessing, but you really don't want it. You know, do you really want to be a first lady if you have not been graceful? Do you want to be a first lady where you lose a child because you're doing the ministry of God? This is what this first lady went through. Lost a child because we're doing the will of God. Do you want to be a first lady when you have women in the ministry is praying against this woman of God because she's pregnant with a child? They are praying that she lose her child. Do you really want to be a first lady? So if you're not grace, <laughs> I, I recommend you don't do because it, look, it, it looks easy. And the reason why it looks easy is because God has graced us to do it. If God didn't grace us to do it, it wouldn't look easy. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't seem easy. You know, I remember years ago, had one individual say, told me, he said, I could do what you do. I said, don't do it, brother. <laughs> I could do it. I could get up there and preach. And then when he got up there and tried to preach, there was no grace. There was no anointing. So that's what grace is. That's, the, that's, that's a New Testament blessing from God. It's a grace. So it, whatever you do unto the Lord, or God has called you, make sure God has graced you. All right? Because when God graced you to do something for him, whatever adversity come your way, it will not bother you. That's why I'm graced by God for the position I have. That's why I welcome uh, young preachers and all that to preach and all that. I'm not threatened by that because I'm graced by God. I know God 
called me here. So I'm not threatened by if one of my ministers can preach better than I can. Hey, if they got the word and they are anointed and they are blessing people, praise God. I'm grace. I know that God has graced me to be the pastor here. So I'm not worried and threatened that somebody's going to come along and take my job. The only way that I can lose my job if I dishonor God. As long as I honor God, God will grace me. So that's why I welcome people to come minister. You know, people are saying, but hey, you, you're, very, you're very liberal when it comes to your pulpit. I'm not threatened. Really, I, I, really, I, I, I kind of have that Barnabas grace. I'm more of an encourager. I, I like to encourage people, especially young ministers in the ministry. I like to encourage them. Because I know the things that we went through when we was young in ministry, and we didn't have all that encouragement and everything. So, so you have to be grace. Then we have favor. So remember, grace is God's ability gift for you to live and to function and gifts and calling. Favor is totally different from grace. Favor is what comes on somebody else that gives you ability to be blessed. Because we have honored God for 10 years, God has placed favor on Southeast Christian Church to bless us. Because we have honored God for 10 years. And once you, you honor God, God will, put, God will put favor on someone else to come and be a blessing to you. And that's honoring God. And we praise God for that. We thank God for that. I have taught the church that for 10 years and to honor God. We honor God, God will favor us. You honor God, God will favor you. He will put his supernatural on someone else on your behalf to bless you. Now, I did not go to Southeast looking for Jeff Hall, try to rub elbows with him, try to get to know him, sniffing around him so that he can do something for our church. Only thing we did for 10 years is honor God. And we know what the word of God says. When we honor God, God will honor us. It would favor. And God favor this ministry to come to us and to bless us. And the reason why I say that, because I've had people say to me, what'd you do? You, you, made, you made a couple of visits at Southeast? <laughs> and people have said that. And then they say, well, I guess y'all going to become Southeast number two. And this was a preacher who said this to me. And I'm, no, brother, it's about honoring God. Hey, come on in. It's about honoring, honoring God, all right? So it's not about, so you don't have to. Now, the, the world teaches that, you know, rub uh, elbows with everybody. I mean, we rub elbows. We rub elbows with God. <laughs> all right? But the world teaches that. 
you need, you know, you need to rub elbows with somebody so that you get your break. No, all you gotta do is honor God. And he'll favor someone to bless you. So that's the difference between grace and favor. So Eli's sons, they use honor for personal consumption, which was lack of honor. They used honor. Their, Eli honored his sons to be in their position of that ministry. And they used honor for personal consumption, which is a lack of honor. Now let's go to John chapter five, verse 23. Are y'all okay? Oh. Hallelujah. John chapter five, verse 23, that all men should honor the son. Who's the son? Jesus. Y'all didn't know that? <laughs> that all men should honor the son, even as they honor the father. He that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father, which hath sent him. So here in John 5, 23, he said that all men should honor the son. Let's put it this way, which is still biblically correct, because Jesus, the son, he, he's the word, right? So we can say that all men should honor the word, even as they honor the father. So the way you honor the father is you honor the word. And he that honoreth not the word, honoreth not the father, which has sent him. Go to John chapter five and let's go to verse 41. Still in John. This is what Jesus said. I receive not honor from men. We're talking about the church. We're talking about Christian. We're not talking about the world. There are a lot of Christians they will honor everything else instead of the word. They honor their children. They honor their spouses. They honor their, their parents. Uh, to, to a certain degree, level, that, that's okay. But they, uh, they will honor everything else beside the word of God. So he said, I, would not, I have received not I have I received not honor from men. Go ahead. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another should come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe? Now, we see here with this law of honor, it has something to do with your believing. It has something to do with your faith. Because he says, how can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? 
How can you believe? How can you believe you receive honor one of another? You receive honor of other people and, and you honor other things and seek not, look at this, you have to seek after honor. Honor just not, it, it does not just come haphazardly. You have to seek honor. And seek not the honor that cometh from God. Go to John 8 and 54. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me of whom you say that he is your God. Ooh. Jesus said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. But it is my father that honoreth me. So if you say you know my father and my father honoreth me, you should be honoring me too. If you know my father. Because the father honoreth the word. So since the father honoreth the word, and if you know the father, you should be honoring the word. When you honor the word, that's how you honor the son. When you seek after the word, that's how you are honoring the son. So if you're not seeking after the word, or you're not going after the word, you're not honoring the son, and you don't know the father. Are y'all here tonight? Look. So honor is very important to God. We live in a generation, we live in a society right now, it is, they are, it's very dishonorable. We live in a church world that is very dishonorable. We live in a church world that gives more honor to Christian entertainment than they do the word. We live in a church world that give more honor to Christian plays than they do the word. And the word of God says to honor the son, to honor the word. You have to seek to honor the word. So you have to go. So when you go after the word, you're honoring the son and then the father will honor you. There are two types of honor system in the world. There's man's honor and there's God's honor. Man's honor is okay as long God is in it, but not for your self-promotion. I'll say it again. Man's honor is okay long as God is in that honoring, man is honoring you, but longer that honor is not for self-promotion. 
So there's two types of honor systems in the world. So it's man's honor and God's honor. What does God honor entails? God's honor entails three things. And we have to learn this. We have to seek after this. We have to be developed. We have to release our faith for this. God's honor entails three things. They are, number one, obedience. Number two, good attitude. And number three, integrity. I'll say it again. God's honor is obedience, good attitude, and integrity. These three areas of God's honor affects our threefold nature. We are spirit, soul, and body. You don't have a spirit. You are a spiritual being because we are made in the image of God. And Jesus said, my father is spirit. So we're made of, of a threefold nature. We are, we are a spirit. We have a soulish realm and a physical, physical body. So these three areas of God honor affect all three of these threefold nature. Obedience affects the body. So in honoring God out of obedience, your body has to do something. Your body has to pick up the book and open it and read it and study it. That's obedience. That's in your body. Then we have good attitude. That's in the soulless realm. That's your, your mind, emotions, your feeler, thinker, and choosers. Your mind, emotion, intellect, your will. That's a good attitude. Uh, Isaiah 119 says, if you be willing and obedient, the willingness is the good attitude. You should eat the good of the land. So there are a lot of Christians who are obedient, but they're not willing. <laughs> There's some Christians, they are willing, but they're not obedient. So the good attitude in honoring God in our soulless realm is a good attitude. We have to have a good attitude towards everything that we do unto the Lord. All right. There used to be a time in ministry, I didn't have a good attitude. I was obedient. I was doing, I was going through the motions. But I was like, <laughs> and my wife could tell, I used to rest. Why did I get a little small church? My church don't grow. You know, I preach the way. I teach the way. Why I ain't getting no increase. You know, I'm faithful every Sunday. <laughs> Does that sound like someone honoring God? That sounds like a murmuring complainer. That sounds like a bad attitude. And you, I needed an attitude adjustment. <laughs> and you know, and when you talk that way, let me tell you something. Holy Spirit won't respond. He'll let you rave on till you get it all out. He'll let you go to your spouse and, well, I don't have all this. Why can't I do this? Where me? Where me? That's why you got to be grace to be a first lady to hear all that garbage all the time. What's this bad? Idea? I'm dishonoring God. 
And once I got my attitude adjusted with my, I was obedient. I was doing what I needed to do as a pastor, but I didn't have a good attitude. My attitude stinks. And why does it stink? Because I'm dishonoring God. So I had to change my attitude. So good attitude is in the soulless realm. And then integrity is in the spirit. What is integrity in the spirit? Integrity is I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And I'm going to do it right even when nobody's looking. Because I know God is looking. That's integrity in the spirit. I'm going to do the right thing because I know it's, it's the right thing to do. And I'm going to do it right even when nobody's looking. Because I know God is looking. So I have integrity. That's honoring God. So that's how through obedience, through good attitude, and through integrity, the body, the soul, and the spirit, that's how we honor God. Now, it, the next thing is what we call three levels of honor. There's the physical level, the soulish level, and the spiritual level. The physical level honor is physical achievement, such as sports. You know, your team wins the game, win the championship. They honor you. Okay? Combat honor. You get medals of honor for something physically that you have achieved. Musical honor, acting or performing honor. That's what that Oscar stuff is. They honor those. That's more sadistic. But that's physical honor. So man understand about honor, how to honor someone. The Bible says that an elder who is, I'm paraphrasing, an elder who is uh, attentive to the word and study the word, they should receive what? Double honor. Honor is the favor of God. It's the blessing of God. When we have someone come and minister the word of God, after they finish minister, what do we do? We give them an honorarium. We bless them. That's what we do. Well, so when we bless someone who minister the word, we honor them. That's why a lot of Christians don't understand the kingdom of God when it comes to finances. Finances, money ain't nothing but a tool. All right? It's a tool that can be used in the kingdom to practice certain things in the kingdom. So money can be a tool that's used when it comes to honor. Because as we continue on this teaching, we're going to see there, there is a 
there is association when it comes to honor. Whenever you see honor, you always see wealth. All right, so money is just a form when we give, when we bless someone with finances, we want to honor them, we bless them. So when someone rejects or do not receive their honor, it's not good not good at all so that's why i have taught the church from the word of god that when someone blesses you they are honoring you so you do not come with this perverted humility because you know when they come bless you, you know i come come to sister 10 i want to bless her and i will give her a hundred dollar bill and she said oh i don't want that and she knows that i can snatch it out of his hands thank you <laughs> just you for teaching example. that's perverted humility so, so, so when somebody comes and bless you with a finance, they, what, what, and what are they on? They are honoring you. So what do you do in receive that honor? You don't come with perverted humility because you're really not humble. Because you can, yeah, I, I, I can use that $100, but thank you. But you don't want to come off like that. So you come with this perverted, no, no, I don't need, I don't need that. You're lying. <laughs> That's not enough of perverted humility. But this is how you do it. When someone honor you and receiving honor, you say, bless them. Or we have what we say around here, we say to an individual who blesses someone with, with the honor, we say a hundredfold return off the fruit of your giving. Because giving is an act of honor. John 3, what? we have taken John 3.16 to be so religious and don't even understand the, the revelation and spirituality of that. So God so loved the world. How did he, how did he demonstrate his love for the world? He honored, he gave his only begotten son. So I, I, I need for you to re, uh, renew your mind when it comes to finances. It's not just giving, did we give him money? No, we are extending honor. Because the favor and the grace of God is working our life. So God has graced us to be in this financial ability. And the reason why God has graced you or favored you to be in that financial ability so that you can bestow honor upon people. Are y'all saying this? Well, I, I didn't know honor was all that. Yeah. That's a covenant he cut with Abraham. He said, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing until all the families of the earth are blessed. Another meaning for that word bless is honor. So God blesses us or honor us with wealth so that we can honor other people. 
So that's physical honor, soulish honor. Soulish honor is soulish achievements such as education degrees. You know, you graduate, you get, you get honor. You have, uh, what is that uh, honor? Uh, summa cum laude, magna cum laude, cum laude. Those, those, those are what? Honors. I praise God when I, I got my master's, I, I got a cum laude. I was so thankful. I was praying because I kept telling my wife, I said, I don't think I got good. Yeah, I, I do a lot of whining to my wife. Y'all got to excuse me. Okay? I do. I don't think I'm going to get laddie. I don't think I'm going to get She said, please believe God. He's going to bless you. I don't think when I checked and everything, I said, oh, my GPA, I got cum laude. What does what, what, what cum laude mean? That I'm not as dumb as that guy over there. <laughs> my dumbness is just a little smarter than his dumbness <laughs> and i praise god and i i, I told everybody i got cool and look i was happy i was happy because i worked my faith for that cool so i got honor <laughs> educational honor inventions people invent things they get honor. Design things, they get honor. That's soldier honor. And then we have spiritual honor. This is what a lot of believers don't know, they don't know. Spiritual honor. When you honor God, God will honor you. Spiritual honor, such as anointings, open doors, which is favor, and resources. Let me, let, me, let me get you set free. Let me say something. <laughs> and I know, I, I know religion like to preach that old poverty doctrine stuff. <laughs> you walk with God and you honor God the way you need according to the Bible. God going to give you some stuff. He did it from the beginning. Before he created his man, Adam, what did he do? He created a whole garden that was full of wealth and riches. Why did God do that? For his boy, Adam. He created gold, silver, four river irrigation system, flowers, plants, all that. Why is that? Because he is a honoring God. And he put Adam in there and all that prosperity, all that blessing. The word eaten in, eaten in the Hebrew means voluptuous living. There was no welfare in, in God. There were no EBT cards. There was no, when no stimulus checks. None of that. God. Adam had everything why is that that's god's nature to honor so whenever you whenever you honor god god's gonna honor you with some wealth that's his nature it's not that you're going to look and looking for it but that's just the nature of god you honor me and i will honor you god will honor you with some things 
Now, with the problem coming with God, he don't want those things. He don't want you to start honoring those things. But as long as you keep honoring God, God going to give you some things. That's just the way it is. All right? God going to give you some stuff. But remember, the stuff that he gives you is not just only for you to enjoy. Now, there is some stuff you can enjoy. There's some stuff when the Lord bless me, I ask the Lord, uh, is this is for seed to sow? Or is this for me bread to eat? He said, you can enjoy that. Go on, go on, be blessed. Oh, then he'll tell you, this is, you got to replant. So when God blesses me with finances, I asked the Lord that, and he said, no, you have to uh, sow seed. Then I, hey, I get seed back in the ground. Oh, he'll say, no, you can eat. You, you, you and your wife, you can, you can eat from this. You, you can take a portion of that and bless her. That's honor. We, we have to get a biblical faith understanding the average Christian don't, don't, don't understand the purpose of finances in the kingdom of God. Finance is number but a tool. Money is just a tool. And <laughs> this has been always misquoted. The love, um, uh, money is the root of all. No, that's not what the word says. The word says the love of money. There's some broke folks committing that sin. They ain't got nothing that they love money. And just because somebody who's a billionaire, we look at them, ah, oh, they love, no. Some of your biggest philanthropists is people who are billions of billionaires. They, they give more than that person who come to church every week and stingy. So money only possess on take on the nature of the hand that is possessing it. If you have honor to God, when you get money in your hand, you know, hey, I'm going to give it to the building fund, give it to the missionary, give my, give my tithes and offering. I'm going to bless my man of God, woman of God. I'm going to bless whoever the Lord says. If that's, your, that's the nature of your hand. When money comes, that's what money going to do. But if you stingy and tight, <laughs> then money comes to your hand, and you get sticky hands, and that money stays, and it ain't going, I mean, the angels and nobody can, can get a Holy Ghost crowbar, crowbar and can't get that money out of your hand. That's what Jesus meant. You can't serve God and mammon. But as long as you, your heart is right, you honoring God. Say, Lord, I, I want to be a paymaster in your kingdom. I want to be a blessing. God will have finance and then you just, you will bless whoever the Lord tells you to bless. And it's not just only money, it's other things that you have the right attitude. You honoring God, God will bring your way that you just be a blessing. So it's the love of money is the root of all evil. And like I said, there's a whole lot of poor folks committing that sin. <laughs> Ain't got nothing. And you. You ask them to, to tithe or whatever. Nah, Pastor, I, I can't do that because, you know, I'm on a fixed income. 
but God wants to unfix it. That's what he wants. He wants to unfix it. And how do, and the way he unfix it, you have to honor him. And over in Proverbs, what it says, honor the Lord in thy substance. Y'all didn't know that honor was all about, yeah. Honor the Lord in thy substance. So spiritual honor is the anointings, open doors, and resources. We're going to continue on next week with honor. But let me just leave this with you when it comes to honor. The highest honor you can give God is honoring the word. That's the highest honor you can give God. It's honoring the word. The highest honor God can give you is performing the word that you are working. I'll say it again. The highest honor you can give God is honoring his word. And the highest honor God can give you is performing the word that you're working. Let me share a quick testimony with you pertaining to honor. A couple of weeks ago, I was in the front of the house in my car talking to the Lord. And there's a, uh, there's a elderly gentleman in our neighborhood that really bless us as our ministry. He, he, he cuts the grass, and he's, he's about 83 years old. And he's, he's in good shape, and he, this is something he does. He, he, he loves doing it. And I talk with him, and, and then, he, you know, he's he been knowing this. He's been knowing about this trait for years. He knew Stella when she was a little kid. He knew her father and all that kind of stuff. And uh, such a humble man, humble man, humble man. And every time that we, every time he cuts the grass and everything, he, he does a thorough job, we, we honor him with the payment. And he's he just so blessed and everything. So I was in my car a couple of weeks ago in front of the house, and I was talking to the Lord, praying and everything. And I said, uh, Mr. Lord, uh, Mr. Lord, excuse me. I said, Lord, Mr. E.B. just been a blessing to our church. You know, we just don't look at him because, you know, it just says guy that cuts the grass. You know, even during the holidays time, when my wife cooks stuff, you know, she'll send Nicole over to his house and take some food and Christmas time. It, He's more than just cutting the grass. And I said, Lord, how can, how can we honor him? Because I looked at his house and, you know, he's been in his house for years, years, years. And his roof looked good, you know, but his front door is kind of a little old and everything. And I said, Lord, how can, how can we just, just bless him? And I said, Lord, give Mr. E.B. a new door. He needs a new door to his house. But just two days ago, I was coming from the church, coming home, and I happened to look over to his house, and there were some guys over there was working, and they was putting a new door for Mr. E.V. So you honor God 
God will, God will honor your prayer requests. Because I honor the word. Throughout the whole day, um, every day I walk, I'm always constantly hearing the word, reading the word. So I, honor, I honor the word. I put the word first. And so when I saw that, they was putting a new door on everything. So I waited till all the guys left and everything. And I went over, I talked to him. I said, Mr. E.B., I just want to share it. To him. And I shared with him what I just shared with you. And he said, oh, thank you for praying, for thinking about me, he said. And so he told me the story how he, he, he requested his one guy to come and do his job because he said after my wife passed away, he said, I kind of let my house go down, you know, and, uh, and his son came from Alaska and he was saying, dad, you need, you need a new door, you know? So the guy that he, he sought out to, to fix the door, he kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And, and Mr. E.B. is such a humble man. He's not going to argue or whatever. He said, well, you know, so his son said, well, let me contact somebody. And so he contacted somebody he knew and the guy was coming in and put his front door in and put his back door and also going to put new windows in his house. That's the honor of God. That's honoring God. That's honoring his word. That, that I honor his word. He said, and Samuel, if, if you honor me, I'll honor you. So when, when you honor God in his word, in your prayer time, you can just make petitions unto the Lord and you have a guarantee that God will honor you. Yeah. He will honor you. Yeah. Now you have to be led by the spirit because I was, I was waiting to hear from God that, okay, Lord, did you want something you want me to do? Do you want me to write him a check, give him some money or whatever? I was, and and, and I, the Lord said, I will honor him. I will bless him. And then when I saw the man got new doors, that's honoring God. That's honoring God. God said, you honor me, I'll honor you. That's why we had our, 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 our church building was open all for 24 hours and nobody came and did no harm because I don't have these lock-ins just to be having them to, to try to make my church think I'm so spiritual. That's my form of honoring God. That I, I'm will, willing and obedient to be here and to honor his word for 12 hours. Just constantly hearing his word and reading his word and hearing his word being quoted over on YouTube, his, his word for 12 hours without sleep, honoring God. So by me honoring God, he's going to honor me. So that's why nobody didn't come in and steal anything. And, and the door was wide. The lights were on the door wide open for 24 hours. Honoring God. Child of God, this stuff is, is real. <laughs> this stuff, you, you, you got to learn how to develop this relationship with God. And you, you'll be, it'd be awesome the things that God will do for you. Just by pure fact, you honoring his word. You make a decision. Lord, I'm going to spend hours. I'm just going to read your word. Now, and, you know, the Holy Spirit will lead you. There, there's a time he'll lead me. There's a time to study. 
There's a time when I have studied for a message or a teaching. And then there's time I'm just reading the way he just said, just read the word. There's a time when he said, don't read the word, just hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. And then it's not for no sermon. And not for me, it's just, it's for me. Getting the word inside of me. And those are ways, that's a form of honoring God. Not for any self-promotion, not, to, not for, to, to look good or whatever, but I, I, I want to honor God so that he can honor me. So if someone in my congregation needs a healing, need a deliverance, uh, need a, they may become close to life, I can pray for them and believe God, and God will honor me on that behalf because I have honored him. And, 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 and when it comes to honoring God, you can't be selfish. You can't think about yourself. Honoring God, you're thinking about him. In honoring God, it comes to when you have to deny yourself. That's the quickest, best way to honor God. You have, to, you have to deny yourself. I have to deny myself when I come in here and lock in for 12 hours. I have to deny myself when I have gone to fast. When, 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 I, when this woman first met me, I locked myself in for weeks and weeks with my do not disturb. And I wasn't, I wasn't no preacher. I, I was a believer, a Christian. And she saw that and like, wow, I, didn't, I did not have to deny myself. I could have, I would spend time with her and say, well, I'll get to this later. No. I had to honor God. And if I didn't do that, we wouldn't be still together today. Because a lot of things, the challenges that we have had in our marriage by us honoring, by me honoring God, God has honored us in our marriage because I have honored God. The word of God said, I will not forget your labor of love. Honoring God is a labor of love. It takes work to honor God. You got to deny stuff. You got to give up stuff. And, we, and Christians don't want to hear about denial. Oh, no. They just told me get Jesus and that is. You get Jesus and now you have to start a life of denial. To know the true and living God. So when it comes to dishonor, you have to honor the word. And by honoring the word, God will honor you. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or... Email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.